Hello, hello. This is Reality of Reality. I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. Today on the podcast, Erin Martin. Erin is my friend and also a fabulous podcaster. She hosts the podcast Pink Shade with Erin Martin and the Hey Bunky podcast with Mary Payne Gilbert, where they break down the We Show Love After Lockup. They're both really funny and good friends as well. Today, Erin and I are breaking down the season premiere, yay, of Real Housewives of New York. We answer the burning questions. Is Sonia still the best? Is Luann still delusional? Is Leah going to be a good housewife? And will Ramona Singer ever change? I'm so happy to be here with Aaron Martin, my friend and fellow podcaster. Aaron, it's been a while and your face and presence is already providing me a sense of calm. Me too. It's so good to see you on Zoom. It's like we're real people looking at each other. When's the last time you wore makeup? Uh, The last time I wore makeup was March 11th. (laughs) And I'm on a strike since then. I have to say I was the same. And then I had a couple important Zoom meetings where I had to look profesh. And this is funny because I put on full face of makeup and like, you know, a shirt that was presentable. And I think I was still probably wearing my sweats. And the rest of the day, anytime I would catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror, I was startled. I was like, who is that supermodel? Oh, my God. It was so startling. I did not recognize myself. So I'm just no, going to stick to this shocking. look. It's, it's taking care of yourself. It just takes too much time. I agree though. I, I shouldn't say March 11th. Cause I've had a couple of, you know, online meetings too, where I'm like, all right, I got to get ready from the neck up. You know, I'm still not putting on a bra. Like oh, no. I refuse. I put on but, one yesterday or the day before. I still don't know why it hurts so much. I know. I don't think we're going to be able to go back to regular life. I can't march willingly back into bras after this. (laughs) Bras and makeup were on strike. I will welcome eyebrow waxes, though. Doing it myself or trying is not going well. Yeah. And like plucking the one witch hair that comes out of my chin also is uh, disturbing because I think I'm letting that go too long. There's a lot of personal issues going on that (laughs) some of us are sharing online. And I'm wondering if we're going to regret sharing that you know, after this ends. I don't, I'll share everything. I feel like whatever happens during Corona stays during Corona. You know, like we just, we have a past, like the fact that I'm letting my daughter binge the Kardashians. Erin, in normal life, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't. I love it. And I'm letting her watch every goddamn episode because I'm I'm letting my nine-year-old do everything she wants to do on every single channel. I'm like, what's the worst thing? I'm like, is that like a 14 and over? You're almost 14, right? I don't know. Like, she's like, can I buy 75 sapphires and gems and animal jam? It's only $7.99. I'm like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Whatever Feel free. the hell keeps you out of my hair, honey. I don't know what it is, but you're go ahead and buy them. Have at it. I'll buy them. Now you're like me. You have the one daughter. Are you even with just the three of you feeling that you need a lot of social distancing from your family? Okay. That's just me. Thank you for acknowledging. I receive it. I feel it. Your words are touching me because I feel exactly like that. And I have, we were discussing before we started recording, like the guilt that you feel when things are, things are pretty good. I mean, we're okay. Like my husband's working from home. He's in an underground bunker. He just emerges for food every once in a while. (laughs) 
my daughter is really self-sufficient as an only child. She's been training for this her whole life. Yeah, same. You know, so, but it's also difficult that there's no human contact except one another. Like uh, we have it podcasting and being on calls with people at work. It's nice. But I can't watch another family movie, Elisa. I can't watch another family movie. It's like Christmas break on crack for me. Totally. I feel the same way. Which is rough. Yesterday I texted her because, you know, we text because even though we're 20 feet apart. And I said, you need to start FaceTiming your friends. Like you need, we were fighting so much. And I thought like so much of this is just because there's no other human inter- interaction here. Like she needs mm-hmm. to be hanging out with her friends virtually. That needs to happen. I agree. I have done the same thing. I'm like, I'm going to actually arrange this for you because none of them are doing it themselves, at least in my daughter's kind of shy little circle. <laughs> right? They're not doing it. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm coming in hot. I'm coming in high school teacher style where I'm going to be like, <laughs> all right, everyone, we're going to roll call. We're taking names. Also the online learning, I'm going into full teacher, mom, also rebel mode and being like, yeah, we're going to do this and we're not going to do this. And we're going to go over here. We're going to complete this. This is busy work. I'm throwing it out. I'm just making decisions now. Yes. That's, that's good. That's good. That's good for your family. I know. It's all about self-preservation now. And obviously people, there's so many people suffering. So it's like, we just have to, it's like the oxygen mask. You just got to take care of yourself, do the best you can. You do. And I've instructed my family, you know, if mom goes down, we all go down. A hundred percent. Never. So let mom have an hour where I walk with my headphones on and listen to a murder podcast because that's what I need. <laughs> Brian wanted to go on my dog walk the other day. And I said, no, my no. walk, my walk. We don't do this walk together. This is my walk. I have you ever it. seen so much like fear of the walking dead going on outside? <laughs> I mean, there's just people walking everywhere, which is a beautiful thing, but you're all like crossing streets and avoiding each other. It's like, and and then thanking each okay. other. Have you gotten that? I've gotten, thank you. Like, thank you for crossing me and not letting me walk on the same side. I'm like, absolutely. We're on this together. I don't want to be near you. It's crazy time, but you know what, Aaron, we've gotten a gift from the gods during this we pandemic. Have. We have just experienced our favorite franchise of the Housewives, and those are our New York girls. I mean, is there a better time when this could be premiering than than week three of quarantine? We're all getting a little batty. (laughs) Things are not good in the news. And then fucking Dorinda and the gang come back on our screen. Like, it's incredible. It's a gift. It's a gift. I am giddy that this is back. Giddy. So I was excited. I was thinking literally, who do I want to break this down with? Like who gives me the most joy in discussing the women of New York? And it was you because I just, we feel the same way about all of these ladies and we love it so much. And I'm so excited. I feel like they started off with a bang and I just want to get into it. Are you ready to get into it? I'm so ready. I am. I could talk about this every day between forever. I mean, this could be like a daily podcast of just each scene. But yeah, let's try. Let's try to let's try to keep it to less than two hours. Yeah. Okay. So the episode starts with the Bethany news, the big fallout. I mean, this. I think they sort of had to do that, but that was the only kind of misstep for me. I just felt like it felt a little staged, a little silly, a little disjointed. I'm okay because it's New York and they can do whatever they want, but it just sort of was felt a little bit, um, you know. What's the word where you where you kind of jam it in, like a 
like a yeah I don't know I've had I have like coronavirus brain even though I don't have coronavirus <laughs> so I don't know what the word is but I know what you're saying it felt like they just had to address it they had to they had to address it at the beginning it's kind of like the moment on Atlanta when you know they all hear about Kenya's divorce on their phones that was a little strange to me that they're all looking at their phones at like the same Bethany, time. Quit. <laughs> Bethany quit and I'm like this is a strange kind of stare at your phone moment for everybody but and all not, right. Yeah. And not shockingly, Luann is the worst actor of all. She's like, whoa, whoa, what? What is this news that I see? This is crazy. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Lou. Stop. I know. And, but Ramona's open rage <laughs> and know. resentment the is actually my favorite. But it's so on brand in the best way. It is. She's like, mm, whatever. I just think it's, I don't know. I don't know. I can't find the words right now. And I'm like, we know you can't Ramona, but we know what you mean. <laughs> exactly. Now, even though it started with Bethany, the rest of the show did not address her. And so I wondered if that was sort of, you know, was it starting to film and then she decided not to do it? Or did they all just decide we're going to do our little thing and then we're just not going to bring up Bethany again? Like, what was your take on that? I felt like it, it was in progress a bit mm-hmm. when she made that announcement. Hence the reason why they're all sitting in full makeup in their confessionals talking <laughs> right. about hearing it on their phones. Good point. But I don't know if they're consciously not bringing her up or as is more true of most of these housewife cities, they're not really in contact between seasons. And so they only really talk about things as they catch up when filming starts. They're not really that go to friends, you know, like some of them are, some of them are, but when it comes to Bethany, I think she ghosts everyone until she comes back to film. So I don't know what they would talk about other than her quitting. I feel like they they would address that as a group at some point, unless they've made a pact not to though. Yeah. It just feels like, and I could be wrong and I will be fine to be, to stand corrected, but it feels like this was a conscious decision by production to say, this is how we're going to address it. And we're not going to talk about it the rest of the season because these are the new ladies or whatever, the old new ladies, Leah's new, and we're just going to move on. And I mean, I can't imagine a world where her name never comes up because she's such an integral part of it. But don't forget those seasons where she wasn't on. She was kind of out of sight, out of mind. So I wouldn't be surprised if we don't hear or see from her again. Just for this season, not for life. I'm Just for this that. season. I can <laughs> She'll see be back. <laughs> She's not a Jill Zarin who's going to pop in at a party <laughs> as an extra and be called Dorinda's friend on the Chiron. <laughs> that is the best. The best. The best. She was Luann's friend one season. Like, it's just the shade is amazing. The Jill Zarin shade every time she appears. And they're like, oh, this chick. And we're like, we know who that is, yo. Stop. Stop playing. I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. So the new taglines, I know those come out before this, the premiere, but we should just address them. My favorite is Tinsley's because it's just so Tinsley. Life isn't a fairy tale, but I hope mine's an exception. She's oh like a God. Disney character and basically the whole. And I, by the way, I like Tinsley, but she is the reason I hate Disney. Like she's the one who dreamt about her wedding since I was five years old and dressed like a princess. Like, stop. Yeah, between Tinsley and then Brittany on Vanderpump Rules, (laughs) who I subject myself to on a weekly basis. The same people. It's like one just has money and manners and the other one doesn't, but they have been raised the same. Right. You know, and it's one with money and one without. One with money and manners and one without. (laughs) Yeah. One with beer cheese, one with (laughs) brie. 
Yeah, and I can't relate to it. It's shocking to me that women are still walking around thinking that way. But Tinsley is just, when you look at her, the scenes with her mother, I guess you, you know everything you need to know. Everything. You and know. by the way, those are yeah. the best scenes ever. So They're don't stop giving me, I mean, them, I'll always talk about them crying over her egg. The, the pictures of her eggs are, and the that's one of my favorite ever scenes ever in the history of anything. <laughs> like I was crying. I was laughing so hard. The first time we ever met Dale, she's like, your father is over there. And they, sh- and they cut to an urn. I was like, what is happening in this American Gothic scene? This is everything. Oh your father God. is over on the vestibule. <laughs> she's I'm like, like a, um, like a long journey, long day's journey into night character, you know? Yes. It's yes. Crazy. You know who Tinsley is? She is, um, a streetcar named Desire. Yes, that's what I meant. Literary. Sorry. Yes. I have my wrong yes. literary reference. That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> See, I should leave she's it to the English go- teacher. Damn it. She's a gothic tale. And she really, she really was when she was living in Sonia's dusty <laughs> old totally. bedroom with like the brown ice. Oh man, that was dark. Oh God, it was. It was, um, it was the documentary. Dark times. What was the yeah. one with the, the two crazy women? Oh yeah. Uh, great uh, gardens. Great gardens. Yeah. Great gardens. gardens. Uh, yeah. So funny. I feel like we're all turning into gray gardens. During <laughs> totally. I'm going to be like, na, 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 na. Like doing videos with my daughter. It's going to be real bad. That's awesome. Okay. So Lou, it starts with Lou, our friend Lou, who can forget Lou. our Lou. Um, she's free. She's free as a bird. It's all the night. The national nightmare is behind us. <laughs> And she chats with Sonia, who she needs to remind Sonia that it was the hardest for her and that nobody was there for her. And then Mm -hmm. she says, and I quote, what about me for once? (laughs) Even when Sonia's saying, Lou, with your cabaret and all this stuff, like you were insufferable. And Lou is just not even listening. She's just like, what about me? I love that she will never change. She will never change. She is Teflon. <laughs> Nothing is absorbed. Nothing. You could, it, Bethany has said directly to her, all of the things that people were thinking in a very cruel way. No, not seasons past, but last year on the right. trip when she was like, you're nuts, you're self-involved. And Luann's like, well, well, I don't even know what she's talking about. Pass the bread. Right. I mean, she really does not take anything <laughs> in. When they hugged at the end and Sonia just took a bite of her friggin' sandwich, I'm the like, best. Best. this is why I heart New York. Exactly. I fucking love these ladies. I love them so much. Because it's the best sitcom. It is. is you best. couldn't script that moment. And it's no. like Sonia is still not totally in on the joke. And that's why it's so great. Like she would have done that cameras or no cameras. Absolutely. And Sonia doesn't even know where she is as they're no. walking out of the courthouse. Luann has to like nudge her and be like, so I just got off probation. It's my last day. And Sonia's like, what? Where are we? I. She has no idea what's happening ever. I love her. She's like thinking about how she's going to tape towels up on her window later. That's all that's going through her mind. And then Luann coming out of that courthouse, like she's Nelson Mandela. <laughs> totally. I'm like, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen. Oh my God, I'm dead. Her that speeches is- to no one. Free to at no last. One free at last. It's her MLK speech. Oh my God. It's the best. They threw a bologna sandwich at me. <laughs> Hashtag never forget. <laughs> It's so good. Okay, it's amazing. It's Sonia's the best audience because Sonya's she's like, best. oh my God, what? Where am I? Or put a bench. Where's my sandwich? I love it. Okay, so not to be mean, but of course we're doing a recap and we yep. both 
live for Sonia. I think she's one of the most beautiful women in, ever. But she's looking a little rough this season. No? She's looking a little bit like me right now. On this <laughs> exactly. She's all of us. She she's all of us. us. Yeah. It's I just expect she always turns it up. So it was just like a little bit like, well, all right, Sonia, not her best season so far looks wise, but that's okay. She's still gorgeous. She's beautiful. Here's the thing that I hope she does do as the season continues. I hope she goes into that more like natural shoulder length hair. Cause she was getting real crazy with the Ramona hair extensions last year and the big hive bouffants and stuff. Horrible look, horrible look. Yeah. Yeah. I like her in her white jeans and her little jaunty top with a scarf, you know, I'm hoping she doesn't need an ounce of makeup. She's natural. She's a natural beauty. I mean, she really is. And I have to say Lou looks amazing. She will. She doesn't age that woman. She's genetically blessed. She really is. She really is. Yeah. Isn't it funny when you look at the cast of New York though, and you know, they spend a lot of money keeping themselves up. Right. Then you cross, you know, you look at the the West Coast cast and you're like, man, they do so much more natural and better work over here. Oh yeah, over here. Exactly. Yeah. No, and that's what bums me out because I'm like, okay, we, we meaning me, I live in LA. We live in the plastic surgery capital of the world. We should have the best work and yet we have the worst work. Yes. It's so yes. depressing. Like these women are 10 years older than the Beverly Hills women and they look 10 years younger. Oh my God. I know Ramona is drinking the blood of seven <laughs> virgins every night. A hundred percent. I, I I still don't understand what's happening with her, but she looks fabulous. The she, older she gets, she's going to be 85, like looking like 14. <laughs> oh, that's what you were going to say. She's going to be 85 next week, which I would believe. I would. I would. <laughs> All right. So we get Leah, Leah, the new housewife. We were introduced. I love that she's Tinsley's friend. They've known each other five minutes. Exactly. But that's fine. We're on board. Did you I, hear she was going to be brought in via Bethany? And then they had to change it at the last minute and be like, this is Tinsley's friend. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. I buy that. I could totally yeah. see Leah and Bethany hanging. That would have been yep. so tough ass. Woo. Leah is going to be a good housewife. That's my I prediction. Agree. I am I all in. For She had me. I usually take a while to warm up to a new housewife. And she seems like a bitch. She seems like she doesn't give a shit. She's a jaded New Yorker. And I, I love it. I think she's going to be excellent. She's also delusional, <laughs> right. which is necessary. necessary when she's filming these scenes with her daughter and talking about like, I'm the cool mom and this and that. I'm like, that's what I want to see. I love that she has that kind of Bethany edge to her. Yes. Nowhere near Bethany. No one could be Bethany. So mm-hmm. I never want to say that, but she has that edge. She doesn't seem scared of people. Like when Tinsley first came in, she was like a, a, a frail woodland creature. Again, <laughs> little deer in the woods. In the corner. This chick does not seem like that at all. She seems like she's going to come in hot and heavy and being who she is, but she's also delusional. Yeah, you have to. Well, then that is a requirement. Let's be honest. If you're not delusional, I mean, even Carol, who was like the voice of the audience, she was still delusional. I mean, what are we even talking about? So by the way, Leah, I think is also very attractive woman. She, I had to look up her age because I was confused by how good her work was that she looked so young, but it turns out she actually is young. She's 37. So she's a lot younger than these housewives. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah Ramona's like 62 and she's 30. <laughs> she could be her mother. Girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, like Avery and Ramona, but we're best friends. We're not really mom and daughter. We're best friends. <sighs> I can't. Well, which is, 
you know, and that's definitely obviously the dynamic going on with Leah and her daughter, but her daughter is so adorable and beautiful. I just, she reminded me of my daughter. Um, and so it's kind of, I had a little soft spot for that whole situation. I know. Isn't it interesting? Except for Luann, every other woman has I one know. daughter. I, and so does Bethany. And so do you and I, I mean, so we, like, what is this saying? I don't know, but that's something that I've been aware of for a long time. And I don't, uh-huh. I don't know what to say, but it's mm-hmm. very interesting. And we're all obsessed with them. Exactly. Delusional. <laughs> and put and all so our I, hopes and dreams. And totally. We're like, don't fail. Them. Do not <laughs> fail. Yeah. Yeah. No pressure. No pressure at all. I have in my notes that the, that the boxer was Mickey Rourke. <laughs> He's like, right? Was he out of a movie? He's like, get in here. Get in here. Come on. Like a New York boxer from a movie. He looked like he smelled like eggs. He <laughs> he was saying to Tinsley, when she's like, oh, I got to take my hoops off because you know, they're my signature. And he's like, no one gives a shit. And she's like, and you know, as part of my identity, again, no one gives a shit. He is completely... Like confronting her before she even gets into the ring. I can't even believe they got him to film. I know the best because he's just, they must have lied totally because he's just such a New Yorker. He doesn't give a shit. I I also have in my notes, Tinsley went to China all in caps, bad timing. (laughs) I mean, obviously this is filmed a really long time ago, but it just is a little, little resonant now. Um, And that's where she got her dogs. Is that a thing? To go to China to get saved dogs? them from one of the, oh, the uh, Wuhan? controversial. Oh, right. Yeah. The thing that Lisa Vanderpump. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I okay. think, I don't know. I'm probably giving her credit where <laughs> I, I'm not sure, but let's say it. Let's say she I did. do like it. I do like that look. Yeah. So yes, Tinsley, you're a good person. And after the trauma of last season with the dog in the freezer, <laughs> She deserves a second chance. My God. Remember that craziness? Remember Sonia and Ramona being the ones to comfort her? I'm like, could you have sent two worse people to this chick's house? Ramona's face, that whole scene, which she's like, he's in the freezer? What? Like, are you fucking insane? Ramona was all of us. Uh, The best. God love her. I just love these women. All right. So I have Dorinda and John are at dinner and I have it all caps. Don't make me see him eat again. No, I don't want to see his ham hock hands handling <laughs> pasta or stirring things. I don't want to see his sweaty palms near food stuffs, <laughs> food preparation. And John, no. And she's talking about how they're so much closer now that she's like completely injured herself and she's incapacitated. It's like, yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> don't every time I see John, I think of Bethany telling him to go blow some rails. Remember that crazy yes. scene? And so mm-hmm. I was like, I'll never unsee that Coke nose, alleged Coke nose. Alleged, right. <laughs> and Dorinda too. She yeah. seems like she is really problematic already. Yes, this is going to be clearly the Dorinda season that she's going off the rails. Right. Um, and Luann's going to be like, oh, no one's talking about me. Let's talk <laughs> exactly. about my problems. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. John's just so annoying. Now, aren't they broken up in real life right now? Is that true? Yes. Is that going to happen on the show? Is that going to happen this season? Like, are we going to actually so. see a breakup on the season? I feel like we are because that's what, you know, when they run the long trailers. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. Was it in there? 
I feel like that's what they're alluding to. And Dorinda's like, I just pretended everything was fine. And it's not, I think it's about John. It's about John. It's I know. Is it about John? John? Don't say it's about John. It's about John. <laughs> okay, good. I want to see I, a breakup on this show, especially that breakup. She could do so much better. Oh my God. I mean, we've, uh, I feel like so many of us have been there, whatever age, but <laughs> whatever John we've had in our life, whatever John you've had, you're just kind of like hanging on. Cause it's comfortable. And my <laughs> God, she gets the free dry cleaning to boot. I get it. But ugh, yeah, you know, she's never wanted him to move in. She doesn't even want him to be in her space too often. <laughs> she allowed him to prepare a single lasagna. <laughs> right. And even in doing so, she screamed at him the whole time. I you know. know. So I'm like, mm, this isn't gonna work. No, she he annoys the shit out of her, just like he annoys us. We get it. I know. And he's a mouth breather. We oh, just, totally. Yeah. yeah, he's like, <sighs> oh, he is. <sighs> Ew. He is. He reminds me of a nicer Joe Judice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? He like does. the same ilk. Yep. Yeah. Like you have to put a belt on him to really see where his waist is. You know? <laughs> By and the way, do you follow Joe on Instagram? I do not, but tons of people will post his Instagram <laughs> things on, on Pink Shade or, you know, wherever. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, what? Does this guy think he's like some kind of humanitarian now or something? Oh my God, he's so funny. He's, so he's in this tiny room, you know, because he's in Italy in this, uh, this tiny town. And... He's like, the one I saw, he's like, yeah, it's raining outside, so I can't do nothing. So you got to do this. He literally says, do this, D-I-S. <laughs> and then he starts doing burpees. And no offense, but he's fat again. Like, I'm not taking workout advice from someone who's fat again. Sorry. <laughs> right. I'll just take workout advice for myself. Right. Who's already not working he's, out. He's, exactly. He's, think, you're right. He thinks he's a public servant. He's like, I'm going to help y'all do this. Use, I'm gonna help you do this, doing quarantine. He is, he's a, he's a great character though. I'll, I'll give him that. He is just like a cartoon character. Oh my God. Can you picture him with his little stubby fingers, even typing on his phone? I mean, no, he must dictate it to somebody. Or no, he does the talking thing. I'm sure. Which is why it says do this, <laughs> do this. You gotta yeah. do this. <laughs> Amazing. All right, I'm following him as I, soon as we hang up. Yeah, it's worth I, it. Uh, it's worth it. Yeah. So Ramona meets with her friends. The thing I love, <gasps> quarantine, if she's actually quarantining, because we know her, she's probably not doing it. But she is the big, one of the biggest extroverts on the planet. So she needs to be around her friends. She needs a man 24-7. This woman cannot be alone. So you got to love just the, they're going out like I used to go out in my 20s when I lived in New York. You know, like we go to the bar and we'd sit at the bar and drink and eat like with our girlfriend. Like it's, it's kind of great because she really keeps herself busy and engaged, but it also makes me sad because she's so lonely. And the fact that she does not know how to survive without someone feeding her narcissism and being next to her every day makes me sad. I know. And we we've seen this ever since she got the divorce. You know, she is like, I have three dates in one night. I don't know. I'm just flitting around. I love it. I love my life. I'm fabulous. I don't want to be tied down, but now it's all coming Kind of the chickens coming home to roost because yeah. I'm 90 and I use those phrases. <laughs> right. It's true. But they are. I mean, every it's like you've done all that. You've done that for a few years and now you're kind of taking stock of that. And is that working for you? And it's not, you know, it doesn't seem like it is. She's keeping herself busy, but it's not leading her anywhere that she wants to be. You know, it's right. fun for a while. She is quarantined 
with her ex and Avery in her oh, apartment. Right. But didn't they fly mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle of it? What? I feel like I heard that they like went Lord to Miami or Denver. I could be wrong. Strike me down if I'm wrong. I thought there help was a weird, us. like early on, but when people were already staying at home. Maybe they did. I'm not sure. I've only seen her. I've watched her videos. I do follow her because I live for her Instagram when she's dancing <laughs> around in her bathing suit <laughs> and constantly, which they're actually showing as clips on the premiere. I die. I'm like, oh my God, they're using her Instagram yes. on the show, which There's is no amazing. better content than her own content. It's so embarrassing and so Ramona. <laughs> She was, she posted a video of here's how you clean a toilet. Oh, I know. And, I saw that. Yeah. And she's just like jamming a brush into the <laughs> she, toilet. She has over no and over. Idea. I'm like, oh my God, girl, please keep them coming. Yeah. yeah. I know. It never gets old. Her delusion is th- the best of all delusion. I know, which is interesting that she broke down in scene one, 30 seconds in, not even yeah. 30 seconds in, yeah. with her friends at the bar crying about being alone and not finding a special someone. Yeah. And she has no problem just crying and breaking down in public places. None of them do really. But it, it was an odd moment for me. Yeah, it was over the top. I mean, I think we can yeah. attribute that to a lot of drugs and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I still think Ramona is the only one who probably isn't doing the drugs. No Adderall. That's just her. I I don't know, man. She seems like she's like that naturally. Yeah. I think she's, yeah, I don't know. We don't know anything about anything, but yeah, she's, she was definitely in a headspace that I didn't expect so early out. No, it's true. It's true. And she's not one to be super vulnerable um, and break down like that. So it was kind of a disarming moment, but also maybe a different Ramona that we're excited. I mean, listen, nothing about, it doesn't mean she's a good person or like that we're going to feel anything for her. <laughs> it just means that she's maybe just breaking down some defenses, but that's good. Exactly. I yeah, mean, and- wait, this is a perfect transition. Sorry to her walking into to Sonia's apartment and going, he's still alive. I thought he was dead about her dog. Like that's a classic Ramona. Who says that? I thought Sonia said that about Coco. Oh, I thought. Oh, you're right. It was Sonia. Okay, scratch that. You're so right. No. Sorry. I, I but that's something Ramona would say. I thought Sonia said that about <laughs> she Coco because Ramona did. took offense. She was right? like, what? <laughs> <laughs> But by the way, let's pause here. You're totally right. I, I screwed that up. Okay. Here, let's pause here, though, to acknowledge again why we stand New York so hard is that can you imagine if Dorit walked into Kyle's house and said, Oh, your dog's still alive? I thought he was dead. That would be a storyline for 17 seasons of how could you possibly say that even as a mistake to me? And literally, Ramona was like, what? And that was it. <laughs> exactly. They just, they roll so quickly through the insults and they actually just expect them. They're like, oh, <laughs> what? How? No, she's alive. And then the editing on the show as well. The best. Can you imagine if Kyle's dog was like anally raping <laughs> the Reed's dog the entire time? The I mean, humping was <laughs> how many times do you think it actually happened? Were they just paying the same clip over and over? Or was it happening the entire time? <laughs> I feel like it was happening a lot. And Cookie was like laying down for it. It was killing me. I wrote it on caps. This is Am I killing that me. name wrong? Coco. 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 Yeah. Cookie was yeah, Bethany's was, dog. That's Bethany's dog. Oh, Biggie and Smalls and Cookie. Yeah. Cookie. Yeah. She was like laying down for it. 
they were showing it constantly through the scenes because this show is the sitcom of all the franchises. The <laughs> editing is next level next, next level. level the it's music like, is always yeah. like do, 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 do. it's like, like a screwball lucy music. and ethel i mean it, yep. it really is by the I way know. cookie r.i.p cookie that was the one that jason locked in the pantry remember that uh yeah jason Hoppy. dead to all of us dead to all of us honestly uh i said sonia is vintage sonia falling down hot mess god lover <laughs> she's vintage Sonia. She's yeah. being confronted immediately by Ramona because they're they're ta- they're having small talk, and Ramona's like, "You're not talking about your daughter leaving for college. Talk about it right now. Be vulnerable on camera." And Sonia's like, "Oh well, yeah, I know. Okay." <laughs> she's like, "What's my what am I doing in this scene? Oh, the daughter. Fine, let's get to it. I don't have time. I have a date. I have a date after the scene. Let's go." <laughs> All right. So then we have Dorinda's party and I am so excited to see the makeup artist from Ladies of London in this show. Luke. Luke. Thank you. I forgot his name. I've always been a Luke fan. He is a catty little bitch. I love him. He's there. He's been on other. He's been in other franchises, too. I feel like Erica Jane. Was there an Erica Jane connection? Erica Jane. Yes. I feel like he was with her at some point. He does get around and I'm here for it because he becomes part of the drama. Like he's good at doing that. And I like him. Make him a housewife. Like we need a gay male housewife in one of these. I'd be down for it. Right. He'd be a good one because he is just in it. He likes to, to stir the shit. I love Dorinda's hair, though. Loved her in his hair. She looks fantastic. Amazing. Her makeup looks amazing. Good job, Luke. Yes. Very beautiful. But my question is this. Why does she always need to talk about being the best at party throwing? It's constant and it's strange. Like it's very Trumpian. She, she must've said five times. Like she, it's always like this one up thing. Like she needs everyone to know that she's the best at it. It annoys me. I think that, Dorinda's fatal flaw is that she and Luann are very similar. They're, they're Whoa, mirrors. You just blew my mind. Where, yeah, but Dorinda likes to act a little more down home. Roll in with the homies. She <laughs> likes to act like that a little bit more. Only current references. Because, she, but she does want her own catchphrases to be printed on mugs. Right, right. She does like having her own candles. She likes having her own show. She could not it when the whole Giovanni thing was blown up to be used in another show. Right. She's just now getting over that. Her ego is very frail when it comes to who's the top funny person in the group because she came out hot. People loved her. She was kind of the star of the show besides Bethany in her yeah. very first and second season. And now all the flaws are coming out. You know, she has been bested by a couple of them. She's gotten into fights and been uninvited to things. And so now she has to be like, well, I need to remind everyone that the Berkshires is what I've brought to the table. I'm the best at throwing parties. I'm the best at hosting these women. I'm the classic housewife. Wow. Wow. That's what I feel like. So she gets really mad at Luann because she sees in Luann what's <clears throat> worst about herself. You, Erin, I, I don't even know how to read. I'm still processing. <laughs> I mean, is Dorinda a narcissist too? Is that what I you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, wow. I think I really wow. do. Think she is. I know personally that she has called up se- several websites to tell them to cease and desist ever putting her image or phrases on anything because she wants ownership of all of it because she thinks she's really important. No other housewife does that. Ooh, that's a rough look. I know. I Why know. is she like, so obsessed with Tinsley? Is it for the show or do you think it really sticks in her craw? 
I do not understand why <laughs> she is coming in so hot for Tinsley, who again is like a little tiny shaking squirrel at her <laughs> very most evil. You know what I mean? She's just kind of there. And for her to be so upset that Tinsley doesn't tell the whole truth about Scott, I'm like, are you projecting because you're having such an issue with John? Like you need this to This is go why I love her. you, Aaron. You're so you're so psychologically astute. <laughs> I see, I had a more shallow reading of it. Which <laughs> I is want like, that one too. Well, it's just I just see myself like the way, and you and I have talked about this before, the way that I feel about Beverly Hills not acknowledging the Dorit PK shenanigans and grifting, it gets me so riled up. Like con artists and people who lie like I it's just like a trigger for me and I feel like the way that I would be about Dorit and PK just the way that they pretend that they're normal when they're not it's sort of like how Dorinda feels about Tinsley like she's projecting a certain like the way they flashed back to the reunion where she was like oh you're living in New York really like she knows stuff so she feels Tinsley's inauthentic and I think that Dorinda is someone who feels like she shows it all and she's exposing her life and that the playing field isn't leveled because Tinsley's a bullshitter or at least per- she perceives it that way. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that sticking in her cross. She doesn't like when people are acting like something they're not. I think she does her fair share of that too, though. That's the thing. You know, like, I think they all do. I think the only one who can't really get past herself is Sonia. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she's, her tooth has fallen out. Right. She, she can't hide any. She just couldn't hide anything if she tried. She couldn't. She, she couldn't. But, and Dorinda has slowly been becoming someone who at her drunken messiest is really falling apart, yeah. you know, over the seasons. Yeah. And she's been called out for that. And I think that's been a very hard place for her in a vulnerable place as it would be for any of us. Tinsley hasn't gotten that kind of criticism. And so she probably sees like, look, you're in this messed up relationship. You've got all these dirty dealings going on behind the scenes or just dealings, whatever. And people find out all my shit. How, why not you? You're not perfect. You know, that's very, it feels very high school. Totally. I agree. Yeah, like um, people think you're the perfect prom queen, but you're not, you yes. know, like, yeah. And Tinsley does not understand why she's being attacked by Dorinda either. She's because confused. it really is. It's really like too much. Dorinda's going way crazier than she needs to. It's it's a lot. Right. And I don't think Tin, Tinsley definitely seemed blindsided. But like, honey, you've been on the show long enough. You got to keep up here. I know. So I know. I have a few alcohol notes. So Lou is not drinking, but it looks shaky, which we later see when she's like, give me that rag. I know. It just tastes so good. Right. I feel like that scene's going to end with her being like, but I'm not going to have it. Like, I feel like they're doing all that to kind of trick us, but totally. knowing Lou, maybe not. And I, I have a note that I'm confused by Leah's relationship with alcohol. Do you have any, anything to say about this, Erin? I thought this was interesting because what did she say that she hasn't had a drink for nine years? No, it, it was, she, she did like she had just drank the week before. Right. But she (laughs) said before that she wasn't drinking for a period of years. Was it? Oh, really? I thought it was Mm -hmm. just like, she'll drink here and there, but then it doesn't go well. So generally she tries to avoid it. That was kind of what I took, but I don't know. I guess that's why I'm confused. 
here was my spidey sense was telling me, and I might've gotten this information wrong or just rewritten it in my head according to what I wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. So I thought I heard her say that I really um, put drinking, you know, on a shelf, no pun intended for about seven or nine years. It was a period of years. And I linked it up to the same time that she separated from her ex. I think it was that same time period. So I'm wondering if like maybe some substance use and things had to do with their relationship falling apart. And then she said, and recently, you know, I've just started picking it up here and there, but I noticed that sometimes I can't control how much I drink, which is probably why she quit in the first place. Right. Right. You know, it's like every time's not bad, but if you know that one time is going to be, and you kind of can't predict when that's going to happen, it's better to just be like, you know, I what? can't fuck with this. Right. Right. <laughs> you know not I mean? okay. Just, just in case. And yep. that sounded like her story to me, okay. but now she's back in that space of trying to feel out if she can be a quote, normal drinker. And since uh, it has proved the experiment has failed recently, she's maybe putting it on the shelf again. Right. That's going to that be was challenging for the show though. But again, the upside oh, is you see it all clearly. Like the best part was when Dorinda and Tinsley started going at it. I love Leah just saying like, what, what are you saying? What's going on? First of all, have you watched the show, honey? Second of all, it was like so amazingly naive just that she was like in shock that people were speaking like this because yeah, it's, it's so true because when you take, this. we're so used to it. But when you take a step back and you just listen to what Dorinda was saying, it was insane. It's insane. And Dorinda was getting all Slorinda on Tinsley. <laughs> the difference Doing is the whole- I never lay on my back for this. Coming in with the with the upward angle of the of the <laughs> The hand pointing down in the face. She's You're doing not the- seeing it, but Aaron is perfectly demonstrating the Dorinda up elbow. And it's, the hand. it's a full elbow up. <laughs> and then it's your finger pointing right down into the person's face. So your elbow is like, is, is like elbow bump in the sky. That's right, what like Dorinda does. Yeah. <laughs> she gets up in there. She starts getting gangster and she's calling herself gangsta also, which is one of those things Dorinda needs to not do. She needs to oh. not publish her own catchphrases. She needs to not <laughs> talk about how she's the best entertainer and be like, I'm gangsta. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> this is embarrassing for all of us. All of us women of a certain age who go around saying that need to be told to stop. Yeah. No, it's bad. And she, yeah, she's, it's weird because again, with Dorinda, I'm never certain how much is done for the show and how much is just Dorinda. And it feels like it's Dorinda. I don't know. Maybe it's that good a show that they fool us. I feel us. like it is her. Yeah. I feel like Dorinda would probably be like that no matter what, because she can't control herself. I feel like she's authentic in these really bad moments because she is very tearful and apologetic afterwards. Yes. Unlike a Luian. Yeah. She's like that cycle of abuse where she mm-hmm. realizes what an asshole she's been. You're so right. Mm-hmm. By the way, how hilarious was it when the drag queen comes in with feeling Giovanni and Lou has never been so happy in her whole life. Like she will ride it till the end. She will ride that train until the wheels are off. The tracks have been relayed. She has, no idea that the joke is on her in these moments. None. Remember we were talking about at her first, the show we went to together. Yeah. We're like, how, what percentage is she in on the joke? And we realized and it was zero. Moments, <laughs> in these moments, you're like, it's zero. It's yeah. zero. She throws off her cape or whatever <laughs> she's got going on. 
And she gets out there and she sings as if it's a really like <laughs> special moment. And everyone is just, R- Ramona is out there herky jerky, Elaine Bennis dancing. Oh my God, the best. But Luann truly thinks it's in homage to her. She goes, oh, yep. it's not just an olive branch. It's the whole tree, darling. <laughs> it's I'm like, this is a joke. You just I lo- don't get it. She doesn't get it. I loved her no. reaction when Leah was telling her that she got arrested too. Lou was like, oh, all of a sudden you could say there was, see, there was like a respect there. Like, oh, I'm not oh, yeah. the only bad bitch in this group. It was hilarious. It was like they were prison bunkies, you know, <laughs> totally. comparing homemade tattoos that they did with pens. But again, back to, did Leah ever watch the show? A real question. Did she ever watch the show or does she even live in New York and know the circle of women? Because of course she knew Luann was arrested. I mean, again, it's a Nelson Mandela level situation. <laughs> um, it's a fair question. Yes, she lives in New York because I remember deep diving on her a few months ago when I heard she was cast. Um, but I think that she may not have watched the show. And I think she's what's going to make her, my prediction is what's going to make her an excellent housewife is that she's also a massive narcissist who's wrapped up in her own shit and doesn't mm. give a crap about these women or the show or anything. Just thought like, you know, yeah, sure. I'll do it. Sounds fun. It's money. Great. Build my have brand. Heard- <laughs> Build my brand. Mob. Have you ever heard of that brand? Mary no. To Apparently. Have you deep dived on her at all? I know that she was a blogger or a podcaster, a columnist for Penthouse. She has this brand that I've never heard of, which doesn't mean anything. I mean, I shop at Target half the time, so it's like whatever. But did you hear about her and Michael Che? (laughs) Yes. Okay. I have heard about that from Brandon. Our mutual friend, Brandon Alvarado, gave me the whole 411 on that. So just tell people briefly, because it's so weird. Like she's she's off, which again is why it will make her good. She's crazy. Yeah. She's a little yeah. bit touched. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit touched. I don't know exactly what happened with the Michael Che thing, but they were going to go on a date or they did go on a date. No, they, they never just, went. I don't think they, they ever actually went. went, but she would not leave him alone. She would. She kept texting him over and over again over the period of days, right? Like, so <laughs> days would go by and she'd be like, hey, what up? And he'd be like, you're crazy. <laughs> And she was sort of getting into pseudo fights with him. Like you would with um, like, yeah, like a really young boyfriend, you know, when you were both trying to be dramatic and he's like, at one point he's like, I don't know you (laughs) or something. It was like, really like, you're actually crazy. And I don't know you to be fighting with you at this level. (laughs) And then she said something that had like a racial overtone. Or oh, undertone. Maybe that. I don't know. Yeah. I, my, this is a terrible story that I, I have no details. No, I no. Remember. I think you're right. There's there's something like shady with with that, with her. Because it wasn't just that story. It was other stuff. And of course, because I have no memory, I'm not remembering all the stuff. But all I can say is she's not squeaky clean or, or close, which is, again, why I predict she will make. I mean, even in the trailer, the what the, the season trailer, she looked like a lunatic, like biting off that octopus. And I was like, oh, she's going to keep up. Like she could be really good. I think people predicted she would be, you know, kind of not the new Bethany, but fill that role of being a little edgy and, you know, kind of the narrator voice. I don't think it's going to be that. I think she's more like a Kelly Ben Simone. <laughs> like like a true crazy person who we like just- Like a true crazy person. Right. Yes. Ugh, mm-hmm. That's annoying though. I don't like that. I don't know if she'll be full like Al Sharpton, Al Sharpton, gummy bears. I don't know that we'll go to that level, although I would welcome it. 
I, she might be a little more sane than that. Go to she sleep. Seems, she seems like kind of in that lane. Wow. To me. Yeah. You might be right. I know. Why do these women always have daughters too? To like, you know, they're just going to fuck them up. I know. Girl, girl <laughs> we got we to gotta do our best. Right? Like, gotta, ugh, it is not It's a cautionary easy. tale for us. It is. It is. Yeah. All right. So what's your prediction about the rest of the season based on the trailer and just where you see everything going? Well, I think what everyone is thinking now is Dorinda is going to be in the hot seat. Luann is out of that seat. Luann is going to try to resurrect interest in her cabaret. <laughs> She's going to just try her damnedest. She's not going to be the one who's going through so much anymore, but she will try to insert herself as much as possible. It looks like Leah is um, going to be closer to maybe like the Luann Dorinda camp than mm. the Sonia Ramona. Cause they show that scene of Sonia and Ramona kind of being like, Oh yeah, she's uh she's kind of rough around the edges or whatever. Okay. I think um, the Berkshires hopefully will be fun and uh, who knows if there will be a fight breakout because Bethany's not there. Isn't that and where we be- see Luann leaving? Isn't that the Berkshire's house? Where she I thought that was the one after. Oh, okay. maybe Ooh. not. I don't know. I, th- I it thought like- it was her house, but I could be wrong. Dorinda is, is patient zero. <laughs> I mean, she's all things lead to and from her. Yeah. Basically. Which all is things good are gonna- because she'll yeah. bring great drama. She totally delivers. And I think she'll crumble under it all. I think you're right. So it's going to be good. I mean, it's going to be good. Uh, of course, it's going to be good. Just one episode I know. has lit up my life. <laughs> I know. Lit up my life in a dark time. Well, did you hear Andy Cohen switching, uh, wrapping up, but also switching slightly off New York? Andy, oh, I think it was on How- it was on Howard. I listened to Howard saying that this, see- and I know he said stuff before, so grain of salt, but the way he said it gave me a glimmer of hope that this season of Beverly Hills is going to blow your mind. Really? I know. I like he says that sometimes and it's like, wah, wah. right. He said that about Orange County a few seasons ago and it didn't deliver, but I got, mm. I know it's like, I hang on to the rope. Cause I just, I love my Beverly Hills so much from years past that I just always want it to be good. I know. Uh, well, I, they do trot Kim Richards back out. Right. Which is know? a good thing. And Brandy is on there stirring up the shit with Denise and it looks like Denise and Aaron get really upset and walk out and it turns into a cease and desist. But the weird thing with Beverly Hills is such a different flavor than New York, which, you know, all of us know who watch all of these different franchises. It's not a sitcom. It's not funny. They're not funny. No, I hate when they try Um, to be too. When they try to be funny and have like their little wine parties and like (laughs) do impressions. And I'm like, please don't, please don't. You guys aren't funny. Like I'd rather see no, Aaron. To be fair, I know, but to be fair, Kyle's impression of Teddy was funny. That's true. That was actually give her that one. I'll give her that. Yeah, right. I don't know. I hold out hope, and I leave a candle in the window for all of them. (laughs) You'll still watch, won't you? Of course, I will. Of course, I hate watch. I love watch. I just watch, but I never stop watching. You never stop watching. Okay, mm-hmm. give one recommendation of something you're watching on Netflix or anywhere else that people should be watching. Oh my gosh. Well, you know what? I just did a full rundown with Kate Casey on her podcast this week of the top 10 cult documentaries that you guys should be watching in quarantine that are oh. available everywhere. I love that I'm there's talking. 10. Like there's probably oh, yeah. more than 10. Oh, totally. We did the top. We did my five favorite, her five favorite. And then we talked about other things. It's just all these different things out there that you can find at different streaming services. 
So I guess uh, my my top one would be Holy Hell on she Netflix. She just tweeted about that. And I was well, trying to- Because I told her to watch it last night. So that's not new. It's it's an old no, one? Okay. Okay, it's not new, but it's new to you if you right. haven't seen it or know nothing about it. And you will be like, why haven't I heard of this? Why wow. didn't this get more press? Wow. And I can't believe this is true. I mean, it is Tiger King level crazy. Is it a series or a one-off? It's a one-off documentary, but it's it's like two full hours. Right. And it is a true cult. The guy in it, uh, without telling you too much, it involves plastic surgery, forcing the cult members to do full ballet productions. <laughs> that is torture. <laughs> to, I, I was like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I, that is I'll not okay. That is not okay. One guy meticulously making a fruit salad every day for years in the shape <laughs> of like deities. I mean, oh you can't God. even. You can't even. The wow. whole thing. Wow. Okay, so- I'm in. I'll watch that tonight. I'm watching pretty much like one documentary a day. There you go. Holy hell. Holy hell. I think Kate tweeted. I think Kate tweeted. Holy hell is holy hell or something like that. It was funny. Mm -hmm. It has very dark subject matter, too, as most cult documentaries do. So if you want something a little lighter, go watch Wild Wild Country, which was out in 2018 and, you know, involves just craziness. But one of the best. One of the best. Quite as dark as holy hell. One of the best. I know. Right. Tough to tease. I loved it. All right, Aaron, you are a star. Give, tell everybody where they can find you on the socials and your podcasts and such. You're so awesome. Oh, thank you. I'm churning out a bunch of podcasts like on a maniac. my own platform <laughs> and other platforms. We're just like, are we USO entertainers? Like this you is are, scary. you're this a content wartime. queen. You're a content queen right now. It's like a wartime circumstance. We just need to entertain <laughs> the troops, right? Yeah. Yes. So, I'm on Pink Shade with Aaron Martin on all platforms. That's my anchor podcast. And I put out three episodes this week. Um, I do 90 Day Fiance Housewives. I'm covering Married at First Sight. We're wrapping that up. And then I do bonus material on patreon.com slash pink shade. I've got over 70 episodes over there on just a million different things. And Mary Payne Gilbert from Pain in the Pod and I have a separate Patreon called Hey Bunky after our beloved Love After Lockup. Bunky is a term of endearment for your prison cellmates. And we consider ourselves those people. <laughs> so we do recaps of all kinds of shows every week. And we're doing bonus Coronas material right now too, which is just us talking about, you know, our families driving us crazy. Right. I love it. Yeah. It's the content yeah. we need. You can find both of us on the Taste of Reality Network and website. Erin, mm-hmm. you are the best. Keep on trucking. We need your awesome content and we will talk soon. You too. Love you. Thank you. Love you. you. Bye. 